Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Ryan Douglas, good to be back with you. I'm joined with Dennis O'Connor, he's a clinical nurse consultant of 15 years and he's back to share his awakening in health. We're really excited because today we're going to really open up about what's trending in the news and how we can be most prepared to really wake up to what's going on in the world and really discover are we actually still free do we have any freedoms left you know what are the rules that their um so-called leaders and governments are doing right now and changing to um combat this agenda that they're pushing so dennis thanks for joining me mate good to see you again Good to see you, Shay. We've uh, we haven't uh, done this so often in the last few weeks because uh, I don't know if the people know, but you've been fairly busy, moving to different places, connecting with the with the earth and with the wilderness. So uh, yeah, I miss you down in my hometown, my man, and uh, good to see you in this format again. Yeah, it's great. No, it's been a big transitional process, but I'm glad to be up on the land. You know, living a simple life, connecting back with the environment, really growing food and. Um, Finally, today is the day that we've got the uh, connection to the outside world up and running. We've got Wi-Fi so we can have these conversations again, which is fantastic. I'm super excited because there's a lot to cover. A lot has happened in the last two weeks, especially here in Australia. It's been going down Melbourne, Sydney, you know, huge lockdowns in the whole state. And then we're also seeing laws change. Um, super interesting. Dennis, could you, I've been out of the loop with a lot of this um, updated news. Could you just fill me in? What have I missed over the last couple of weeks? Uh, listen, I, I think you're, you're, you're probably better off. I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's hyperbolic to say that we are in the middle of World War III. Um, humanity is under the biggest attack that I could ever, ever comprehend. And uh, we, as a race, uh, we need to be telling as many people about it as we as we possibly can, and we need to be not only waking up ourselves more, but we need to be helping other people wake up as well. Um, one of the, I mean, some of the stuff that's happened since the last spoke to you is is uh, you know you use all these cliche, cliches, uh, dystopian, Orwellian, uh, whatever, and I'll, I mean I'm multiplying that by ten times. One of the scariest ones that I've just seen come through recently, a couple of weeks ago, is um, something called the. Um, Oh, I've just had a mental blank on it. I think I give you a note on that there. The uh, the law that was passed that allows the federal police to to uh, essentially commandeer all your social media. The identify um, and disrupt law. That's right. The identify and disrupt law. Yeah. Apologies for uh, forgetting that one. Um, but yeah, I mean that that is. Mm. I've got the Australian Government uh, Department of Home Affairs website. And um, just to confirm what you're saying on the surveillance legislation sure. amendment that's just passed, um, could you and just tell us what this what this means, this bill? Absolutely. I mean, it's just one of the most horrific things. So essentially, it means that uh, if you were approached by the federal police, 
they can give you a warrant to take over all of your social media and your emails. And if you refuse that warrant, you can get up to 10 years in jail. And of course, if you accept the warrant and you take it, what it means is that the AFP or their agents can manipulate all your social media and your history. Now, I want to let that sit with you for a second. And, and do you have any small idea of some of the ramifications about letting people take over your media fully? I think, uh, yeah, that is uh, scary stuff there, Dennis. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's, it's a, I'm laughing, but I'm slightly concerned. I don't have anything to fear, but whatever happened to privacy, you know, whatever happened to people having, you know, passwords well, and passcodes to keep things private to themselves that maybe they don't want to share with others. Well, you say you've got nothing to fear, but how about all of a sudden I'm controlling your social media account and I've sent from two, three, four, five years ago, numerous messages about you being a terrorist and how you plan to blow up um, an, uh, something in Sydney or how you trying to plan to travel to Afghanistan and take up arms to be a, 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 a terrorist fighter or even more sinister than that. How about I put some pictures of naked children on your social media and I, ha and I send them to other people. So not only not only do you kind of almost have no 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 standing whatsoever, but um, I I can create a history about anything I want in relation to you, and it's not necessarily even the fact about you being found guilty about anything. So so again, your your guilt status would be would be made up before it even got got to that kind of um, stage. But imagine the leverage and the coercion I could apply to you if I wanted you, if you were in a certain position to do whatever the hell I wanted. So in other words, I manufacture all this fake social media stuff about you. You've got a position of power in the government or in a company or corporation or anywhere. And I kind of say, okay, this is all going live. We're going to put this out into the public unless you do X, Y, and Z. Um, think about maybe messages to, to, to a, a beautiful girl in another country that I sent to your wife that you've been messaging for the last 10 years. I mean, the, the, just the repercussions of this are, are just the most astonishing um, and baffling things I can imagine. And, and if we think that, you know, that some of these laws that get passed, the police don't abuse them eventually, or they're not used for coercion or for, for nefarious purposes. I mean, people, again, have got to wake up quick. This stuff is absolutely sinister. Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of concerning. I thought originally that they could just have permission and access to see what you've been doing. I didn't realize they could manipulate and change your previous um, information that you've put out there and, and decide on that is that is extremely concerning um, to you know tell their narrative and their side of the story. That's that is a concern, Dennis. Um, thanks for letting me know about that. What would you suggest as a solution that we can move forward without being so fearful of all this and, and navigating the online space? So much of us are spent on the screens. I've had beautiful couple of weeks away from all the screens away from the wi-fi away from the cell phone connection and i've just loved dropping in connecting to the land but so many of us are you know addicted and attached as we've spoken in previous videos you know one of the biggest things that we're addicted to is our screens and the blue light and how detrimental that can be for our health how do we move forward in the world knowing that this technology exists and surrounds us and actually has a positive as well it helps us to have these kinds of conversations but what can people do in order to combat this and, and how do we move forward and navigate these times with these bills being passed without anyone's awareness? You know, most people yeah. probably have no idea that this bill exists. 
Absolutely. So, so ironically, that it kind of overlaps really nicely with some of the things we we talk about. And if you weren't as as I guess hooked up or connected, and if you were, let's say, you know, taking time away two or three days or four or five days away, and you were earthing and you were grounding and you were doing that regularly, you may be able to come up with some proof that the thing that you were meant to have posted two, three, four weeks ago, you were actually not even in the same town or in the same city, or you had left your phone in a place X, Y, and Z. So that that detaching. Would would actually give you more breathing space because it would be much harder for a nefarious character who was trying to coerce you to be able to identify exactly where you were every single minute of the day if you're detaching from your devices and especially then if you had other kind of corroborating evidence to say hey like well i actually wasn't even you know in in my state when this was meant to have been posted from x y or z address um, I think that, that that idea about detaching from social media actually still helps quite a lot. The other thing is, um, I guess, to be moving forward without fear. We, 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 we can't um, have these kind of um, things hanging over our head. We need to be speaking about them, be telling people about them so that the general public is made more aware that if you know dubious things are found and because they're planted there then we know that these things are that the that the the powers that be are capable of doing all this kind of stuff but again i think we also have to be working as we talk a lot about from a place of higher energy and also a place of love and compassion and i think uh, if we're standing in that kind of integrity and love and compassion that that people who know us well and who care about us will will be able to to i guess have that idea that about our character and our strength of character and maybe the fact that it would be outrageous if something totally left of field uh, came out about somebody and we could make an assumption maybe that uh, that there has been a bit of skullduggery behind it yeah <clears throat> thanks for sharing it's good to have that awareness and and explore those possibilities if something like that did come up the next thing I want to talk about with you is something that is very relevant for um, particularly here us for us in Australia, but given your heritage and where you come from, you'll have a better understanding and meaning it's behind some of the context and the meanings of these world words. And it, it has to do with uh, Gillick competence. I have no idea what this means, but as I've been browsing through the, um, the Queensland government health website, um, they've been posting a lot of stuff about young school children going and getting vaccinated and, and whether or not, you know, they have the consent themselves or they have to get the consents from their parents. And so we're living in this age of consent for vaccinations, right? Whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, doesn't matter. If they're vaccinating children in schools, who has the right to say? And and what does it mean to be Gillick um, competence? This word that they use, they throw out there. I'm just going to pull up a um, the article from the, the Queensland Health. Could you explain, maybe elaborate a little bit more on what that means for us, Dennis, as a medical professional? Yep, sure. And it's not something that I've had to use a lot, but I, I am aware of it, okay? And essentially, this is about um, about trying to ascertain if young people, I think from the age of 12, are competent are competent enough to be able to make a decision on their medical treatment. And that sounds a fairly outrageous. You might think, why the hell would, could, would you have any situation where a child would have to be considering those things? But that kind of came hand in hand with the contraceptive in the UK especially. So basically you had these situations where you had younger, younger females specifically being sexually active. Their parents might have not have wanted them to take the contraceptive. And then this competency came into place to find out if they were capable of making that decision. So you had basically a, a way of the contraceptive pill to 
to be um, prescribed for people who may have needed it. But again, like everything, we, we have these, these uh, I guess, loosenings of, of these uh, regulations and these things that happen, and then they can get turned around and they can get used against us and they can be abused. One of the other things you mentioned, and I want to clarify it, you mentioned um, consent. And when we talk about consent, we have to be talking about informed consent. And you, you mentioned that we're living in the age of consent, and I actually disagree. I think we're living in the age of manipulation, and we're living in the age of coercion. And we're not living in an age where we do have informed consent, and we can see that with the horrendous um, um, censorship that's happening when, when people have any other uh, comments to make on some of the harms that some of these jabs are, are, are having on people. And again, I, because of the areas of research I do, the amount of harm and death from, from these injections is absolutely horrendous. Um, if it was anything else over the last 20 years, this thing would have been ripped off the market. So my fear and my concern is we're using Gillick competence, which is subjective, it's also being uh, being administered by people who would not have the experience to minister that competency test on somebody. And then the people that are being given the competency test are your general cohort of you know teenagers from 12 to 16 who are being bombarded with biased information from school all day long and then more biased information from corrupt social media organizations. So essentially, you've got these poor kids who are indoctrinated with only one side of the friggin' story, then they are being assessed by people who are probably also biased in relation to what they're gonna recommend. How the hell are we meant to Gillick competence in its in its true form is absolutely impossible in these circumstances, um, and I think it's just uh, it's quite horrendous. It is blatant co coercion, and the people who are setting up the, these structures to be able to put this in place from our kids should they, they, this is just some of the most heinous crimes I think you can even imagine. This is Nuremberg Code stuff, left, right, and center. If you ask me. Yeah, well, I mean. Children have enough on their plate trying to, you know, navigate their relationships with their friends, trying to fit in, trying to play sports, trying to do all these things that a young kid wants to do, have fun, play, be playful. And then suddenly they're getting, you know, this horrific kind of um, push, this force, as you said, manipulation and coercion into getting this um, potentially very harmful um, vaccine. So, yeah, super interesting times that we that we find ourselves in, and you know they might not have necessarily have the support of a, a resilient, robust family member to help them navigate that decision. And even if they do, that would be wiped out um, as an option because it's they get to decide that. Do you think you know a twelve-year-old has the brain developed enough and um, the psychological maturity to be able to navigate those questions? I have been Absolutely. twelve years old once before, and I would say no as well. <laughs> Um, well, and, and again, you, you've, 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 got a, you've got a team of people who are, might be a doctor, a nurse, a psychologist, standing over a little kid, all wanting this kid to take this shot. Um, what, what chance has this kid got in relation to making any kind of unbiased decision? These guys are hovering with a needle waiting to jab this poor kid, and uh, the kid's like getting assessed for competence? Of course, it's, it's just the most ludicrous situation, and uh, you know, our kids are under attack, and um, we are going to lose we're going to be losing our kids very soon. Um, it's already starting to happen. I've got a horrendous story I heard from a friend of mine. Um, they're both very aware of all this stuff that we talk about. And uh, they did a um, a silent protest outside one of the places that's giving these jabs in the town where we live, which is uh, North Queensland. 
and during that they saw the son of one of their friends who was also aware of all this kind of stuff and they described the bus come pulling up with school kids getting off from the age from young teenagers and going into this center without parents in order to be getting this injection and uh, my friend they're a couple but the the partner the female um in the relationship just ran up to this this boy who she knows and she grabbed him and said what are you doing what are you doing do you know about this risk do you know about this danger and they got the young kid said listen i, I don't want to talk about it i'm going to get it he went in he got this injection his parents weren't even aware so she messaged his father um and uh, this this the father also knows about the concerns that we have he would never have wanted his child to get this injection but uh the, the coercion was just too much and this kid felt scared and he felt compelled to get this injection for a so-called pandemic which does not affect young people and i want to say sorry affect young people what i mean is is uh, cause them sickness of course it's it's affecting people because of, of the horrendous things that are being put in place in society so just to clarify um you know there there is not a pandemic that is harming young people from from a disease point of view yeah i understand thanks for sharing that um, nuance there at the end and then kind of brings me to the last point that I wanted to discuss with you and bringing people up to date with current affairs of what's going on in, in Australia but also across the world because this impacts everyone and um, something that you mentioned is, is very important to notice you know the meaning or definition of vaccines and so it seems that the center of disease control is kind of manipulating what that definition is by changing it and it's recently been changed um, could you maybe elaborate a little bit on that, what it was before, what it is moving towards now and how that, you know, might support their agenda or, or um, and what it means if, if you've um, potentially died of an adverse reaction from a vaccine and, and they, you know, are you vaccinated or are you not vaccinated? How does it work? What is it? What is the actual deeper meanings of it? So I think probably anybody who's watching us now, or I'll say this more in line for anybody who's new who might be just jumping on, but the CDC is essentially bought, controlled, and paid for by the pharmaceutical industries. And it has put more harmful drugs in place, and it's actually knocked back uh, legislation for drugs that can work. Okay, so the CDC are just part of, of, of the the poisonous pit of vipers that are sitting around trying to do us a harm. I, I think they're an absolutely disgusting organi organization. Uh, so what? So technically, a vaccination—I uh, should say the V word, just in case we get censored on, on YouTube—is a tiny part of a pathogen that's put into your body, and because it's so small, the idea is that your body um, develops a response for that particular pathogen, and then you have antibodies that protect you. Okay, and this has always been the way we've considered um, how we we talk about. Um, uh, these, these injections that we were meant to get or inoculations might be a nicer word to use just for censorship. And just a few months ago now, what the CDC have done, they have included the use of mRNA injections as vaccines. And these are technically not vaccines. They never have been. This is a new technology, which now has been included by the CDC uh, to, to fool us into thinking that this is actually a traditional and, and a conventional type of treatment. It's not. It's a new untested treatment. It killed numerous animals many years ago when studies were done. And the, the fatality rate with the animals who were reintroduced to wild coronaviruses was 100%. If anybody wants to look at that, look at the cat study, look at the ferret study in relation to coronaviruses. And uh, these things are quite deadly. Oof. 
Oh, God. This is all getting a little bit scary for me there, Dennis. <laughs> um, I, I hate to be the... <laughs> I hear, I hear, I think it's very yeah. relevant to be informed with relevant news and updated events and understand what's going on on a global level. But that's where I feel the responsibility to having, you know, gone down the red pill journey, opened up the mind, leaving the matrix, dropping into living off grid, is that the that implementation of practices um, that keep us in, in our good health, that keep us in good well-being, that give us informed consent, and um, that's something that I would like to focus on just around this conversation off is how do we and what is it that we focus on in order to look at the positive solutions that we can enact today? You know, what does it take for people who are coming in? Well, manipulated the use of the of the of whether you are fully vaccinated or not. Okay. And uh, one of the other one of the things that's done is if you are not fully up to up to um, up with your shots. So in other words, you've had you've been you've had two shots but you haven't had a booster, let's say, you are considered unvaccinated. This is absolutely friggin' incredible, okay? Um, in some cases, if you've only had one shot, you are considered unvaccinated. And here's the absolutely insidious thing, but if you have two shots and you were to die within two weeks of having those shots from whatever thing that, that may be, then you are considered an unvaccinated death. Now think of the manipulation that can occur behind that. So we know that we can have effects up to two years after having a jab. So if you have one shot and two years later you die of something, you're considered un uh, unvaccinated. If you have two jabs and within that two year time period you die of something, you are also st still considered two jabs, but your risk, sorry, unjabbed, but your risk goes up. Okay, so now conveniently we're seeing lots of injuries and risks and death within a two-week time frame of people getting a second shot or a booster. So what that means is, let's say you got a cardiomyopathy, or you got a, an endocarditis, a myocarditis, a stroke, a cerebral a cerebrovascular event within two weeks of receiving your shot, you are considered unjabbed. Now this is absolutely horrendous because on paper what it means is that there's no link between that outcome uh, of death and you actually having received a shot. So that's freaking convenient if you want to hide the risks and dangers associated with any kind of medication. So this is blatant fraud and uh, coercion and manipulation. I mean, it's absolutely insidious and these kind of companies need to be called to task over just such um, deception. So uh, I've lost you a little bit, Shay. So there may be an opportunity for a little bit of um, fancy editing. If you were to ask me that question again, and I'll answer it now, and then we'll wind up with a bit of a goodbye so we don't waste our good work. Um, and just from memory, you asked what I think what we can do about it. So I'm just going to kind of continue up to that point, And I'm presuming that you're still recording. Yeah, so what can we do? So again, I think it just goes back to um, trying to raise awareness. And it also goes back, I think, to the to the importance of making sure that we're in a strong community where we're working with people, where we know each other, where we're engaging with each other, and where we're protecting each other and keeping ourselves safe. So I think while it's important to 
have uh, your finger on a pulse about everything that's going on it's also really important not to be trapped in that fear cycle there's other people who can update us i mean i do research in this stuff so i don't think it's it's uh, that everybody has to be just uh, got, getting their heads in all this these places of fear and kind of i guess negative news but we can certainly be facilitating talking about these things and sharing information with each other and then like allowing other people to do what they're best at which is you know helping in communities or uh in doing social engagements but doing those things of a much more positive nature and then if we do feel the stress and the overwhelm happening as a result of all these horrible things that are going on we need to take a break again we talk about vitamin d we talk about improving your immune system fear switches that off things like going outside going in in the earth in the sea in water with plenty of sunlight watching your sleep eating well all these things mitigate any kind of harms that uh, that can happen as a result of this kind of immense pressure and stress and fear that we're under Thank you so much, hey. Yep, I've absolutely loved uh, having a bit of a chat with you again and uh, updating you on all this kind of sinister stuff that's going on. Unfortunately, it, it tends to drop the vibe a little bit, but uh, I know you're a better person than that and you can make that uh, vibe, uh, bring it up and bring your energy levels up. And I kind of suggest a lot of people follow what you do and as you do lead by example. That sounds great, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can have another chat like this fairly soon. We've uh, we've been a little bit of, uh, we've had a few things happen, so we haven't had the chats as regularly. But yeah, that would be great. And I look forward to chatting to you soon with uh, the next, uh, the next uh, update on what's happening around the world. Okay, thank you, man. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.